0: Welcome to the Better Than Healthy Podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself, and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Brathman. Let's dive in. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Better Than Healthy Podcast. So this week is going to be a little bit different because we're going to talk about last week a little bit because I know that last Tuesday, an episode didn't drop. Of the better than healthy podcast and I didn't know whether I was going to talk about this on here or not because it's not that big of a deal that I missed but I also felt really guilty about it and in a conversation yesterday this idea kind of sparked in my head and it connected the dots to what I was experiencing with that to how I used to be and some of the ways I would approach food and exercise and some of the different areas with that So the reason I didn't record an episode last week is because I just had a really bad migraine and decided I didn't want to do it. And it took me a while to decide whether or not I was going to because I felt bad about it, but not for a reason that I wanted to take the time to record it for. Because reflecting on it, the real reason that I wanted to sit down and record last week's episode wasn't the reason that I record these episodes because the reason I wanted to was simply because I wanted to continue to be able to say that for X number of weeks, X number of episodes, I did it basically to believe I'm consistent and basically just for what I realized was a vanity reason. And uh, I have some podcasters that I listen to. And sometimes they'll talk about like, Oh, we're at 323 episodes. And every single week I've showed up and recorded an episode. And it seems like this big commitment consisted thing that I didn't realize I had become something that I thought was important for running a podcast. And I mean, I do like consistency and I do plan to do that, but I realized that was the sole driving reason that I wanted to get on and record the episode and reflecting on the true reasons that I do this and that I want this to be a amazing and valuable resource where we talk about these different topics with food and nutrition and fitness and wellness and overall how we're relating to our body image and all of those things. And I just want it to be that free valuable resource because I know not everybody can take the time to like, and the investment to hire a coach to work with them and to hire a dietitian. So to have this be the resource and just be a place where every single week I get to talk with all of you and give you some of those stories and examples and tips of how this can be applied to the daily life. That's what I want this to be. And so when I was sitting down, wanting to record it, simply for the fact that I could say X number of weeks I had recorded an episode. I don't even remember what this episode is. Like to be like, oh, 18 weeks in a row. I did it every single week. Just as a way to like feel good about myself. It made me think of all of the times that years ago when I was still dieting, when I was still trying to eat healthy, I would take with me whenever I was going to be around people pretty much and like would bring my food with me, it would always be something that would be perceived as being healthy. And same with like exercising, wanting to do this as so much of that was coming from this people pleasing place of basically trying to manipulate people's opinions of me by giving them the front that I wanted them to see, which was the good dietitian. Who eat chicken and broccoli and rice and healthy foods and is taking care of themselves and for people to have good opinions of me because then I thought like that's when I could feel good about myself. Because at the time I didn't know how big of an impact what I was thinking about myself and the stories that I was having in my mind about myself was influencing how I was feeling about myself and the relationship I was having with myself and food and exercise. So I was giving so much of that and control over my experience way too outside of me. And I thought if I controlled other people's opinions on me, that was like the way to control my own experience. But what I would do then is I would end up going home at night and I still knew that I was overeating at night and eating junk food and all these foods that I would have considered unhealthy at the time. And what I know now is... A big part of the reason I was overeating is because I wasn't eating enough food during the day. And the other side of it is sometimes there was some emotional eating as well. But the biggest piece of it was the scarcity that I was experiencing around food. Not in physically having access to food, but mentally in my approach to food. And there was so much judgments that I was having that I was trying not to have judgments from other people. So when I felt myself feeling guilty for not sitting down and recording the episode, it felt very similar of like, oh, well, if I'm doing it every week and I get to make this statement about myself that I've done it every single week, that that meant something about me. And I just looked up the definition quick just to see if I'm defining it the way other people do. But like with vanity metrics, like it's defined as a metric number value that make you good look good to other people but don't help you understand your own performance in a way that like informs like future strategies using if that's more of a strategic way to look at those metrics. But I also look at it as a metric that in the way of making you look good to other people, but it's like a metric that doesn't change who you are by like hitting them or what's your actual experience by hitting it, but you still feel anxious for missing. Like that you feel some sort of lack for not having hit it as if it's impacting the quality of your life when it's not truly making your life better by hitting those metrics. And this can get into a little bit of a tricky and I'm talking a little bit about emotional well-being here as well because you could make arguments for some of the metrics like if it is working out a certain amount of time like there are health benefits that are there for it but when we compare that to like the anxiety and the experiences that we have and the increased stress levels just by trying to hit the number versus by doing it in the way that is for ourselves doing it in the way that we're wanting to do it to add to our lives versus as something that we feel like we have to do and then it just adds all this extra stress and retracts from our lives and it goes back to a lot of all or nothing thinking because I used to do a lot of like exercise programs, whether it was like the start of the year doing like a 30 day yoga challenge or starting like a program where it's like laid out for you already. And I would spend so much time like, oh, I have to hit every single day. And it was very all or nothing, black or white, that it's like it's this or it's nothing. And so sometimes I would get like 24 days into the yoga challenge and then like miss like 25 or something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, none of that really counted in my head. It was like, oh, I messed it all up. None of it really counted. And I was doing the exact same thing of like, oh, well, I missed this day. So like, I can't say that i done so many days in a row of this or so many weeks in a row. And that's not true. Like taking the time to care for ourselves does not retract. From the things that we're doing. And so, if on day like 25 and you're extremely sore and your body is telling you that it needs a rest and you take that time to rest, it doesn't take away from all those days of effort that you're putting into stretching and strengthening and taking care of your body. But when we are in that place of it being so all or nothing, of like it has to be this way and I have to hit these metrics. In so many of these metrics are what we talk about with better than healthy is like, it's like these standards that we have for health of like this thing that we have to do. And then if we think we're not doing that, then we think that we're not being healthy enough. Then we discount all of the things that we have done. Like me discounting like, oh, but I did record all these different episodes. I don't even remember the number that we're on. But we apply that in so many different ways where we can take away from what we are creating because what would happen for so many of those years is if I would get to day 23, 24, 25, or whatever day it was, when I would be really sore or be really tired or be really busy and not get that day of the 30-day yoga challenge in, usually I didn't complete the yoga challenge. Usually I would just stop because I was like, well, I didn't do it. I didn't do all the days. I like didn't do it right. I didn't do it in this way where I can be like, in January, I completed the 30 day yoga challenge. Like because I couldn't say that statement, I just stopped doing it, which is like when we do it for that purpose of just saying that we did it versus doing it because it's something that we desire and we want to do. And it's something that is adding value to us and we can do things like we can have that feeling of like saying we just wanted we want to do that from a true desire place, but you can feel the difference when it's coming from a place of like, I want to do this for myself versus I want to do this like to feel good about myself in that I wouldn't feel good about myself if I didn't complete this thing because why wait? For permission to feel good about yourself. Why wait until some metric to feel good about yourself? Because when you feel good about yourself is when you're more inclined to take these steps to taking care of yourself, which is why all of those days when you're continuing on and you feel good about yourself for having done it for so many days, and then you miss that and you start feeling bad about yourself... And then it just continues the spiral of more of feeling bad about yourself. Because that energy grows and is kind of contagious of like whatever spiral we're in, we kind of feed into it. Whether that's one of taking care of ourselves or that's one of not feeling good about ourselves. And then we do more things that lead us to not feeling good about ourselves. Because before I came up and realized what I wanted to talk about this week last night, I had the thought a couple of days ago of like, Well, I already missed one week of episodes. I could just wait another week before I do it again. It's not that big of a deal. I could just wait. Like All of those same patterns were popping back up, but now I'm so quick at spotting them that I'm like, well, is that true? Like, Why does it matter that I missed one week? And I want to be. And it's tricky because I do want to be consistent. I don't want you to think I'm going to be skipping weeks all of the time because I want you to be able to expect these episodes and I love delivering them, but I want to make sure that if you are giving me your valuable time, that I am providing value back in return. creating content that is worthwhile to listen to. I don't want to just be throwing it on just so that way I can say I did it. Because that's not gonna be adding the value and the help and the tips and create what I want to create with this time. Because the truth is last week's episode probably wouldn't have been very good if I had chose to create it and chose to do it because of the reasons behind it. Because there wasn't a lot of like inspiration or value driving it and when goes creating it. And it's leads me into something else I wanted to talk about in this episode, which I think a lot in our culture and society, it can be seen as a bad thing to take time to take care of yourself. Like that taking time for yourself is perceived as selfish and bad. And I think this applies to everyone, but From the perspective of like women I've seen it a lot or with people who are mothers in my lives, I've seen that a lot as well of like that sacrificing yourself to take care of the family, to take care of other people and the fear of being perceived as selfish. And if you were to take the time to take care of yourself, you've most likely heard this analogy before, but it's like the... If you were to take a pitcher of water and go around the room filling up a bunch of people's cups with water, and eventually that pitcher runs out, unless you stop and take the time to put water back into that pitcher. Because when you stop to refill the pitcher, then you can continue to go out and fill other people's cups of water because you can't pour from the empty pitcher. And taking that time to take care of ourselves is like taking the time to fill that picture back up because if we don't do that, then we diminish the capacity that we have to help other people, which is usually why people don't want to do something they perceive as being selfish, like taking time to take care of themselves is because they want to be giving value and help to other people. But if we aren't doing that, then if we aren't willing to take the time to walk back and like take those few moments it would take to refill the picture, either we don't get to help everybody Or we help everyone in a much smaller way. Because if we're in a, if it really could only fill five cups and we have to fill ten, it's like, well, we can give everyone half a cup or we can just give five people water. Or we can give five people water, go back, fill up the pitcher, give help the next five. And it's doing it in that way that it's, and I think sometimes we can think that taking care of yourself is going to take a significant amount of time, but it doesn't have to. I think when it takes a significant amount of time so often is because we wait until a, more of a breaking point to make a change, to start taking care of ourselves. And at that point, it's, that's when we feel more burnout out and worn out. Like we really need lots of time to recover versus like we can use the picture again is say everyone's coming in like one at a time. It's like if you were to refill the pitcher, like pour one glass maybe even two glasses and then you refill the pitcher it takes significantly less time to refill the pitcher at that point than it does if you completely empty the pitcher because it's going to take more time to refill that full gap so if we are waiting until we completely empty then it does take more time it does take more work to get us back to the place of feeling completely full than if we are like refilling it along the way So with all things health and wellness, it's making sure that we're paying attention to what our body needs and what our body wants and what we need mentally as well, so that we have the space and the capacity to do the things that we want to do with our lives. And one other piece I want to touch on with this is that I think another reason we want, if you have that people-pleasing habit in your past or still in the present, then part of that is not wanting other people to feel disappointed or sad or whatever it is that we don't really want the other person to experience. And if we take it on, we think we can protect that person from experiencing it. But when we do that or when we stop doing that, that person may experience some disappointment. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're the one who caused it because we are all in control of our own experiences, but the willingness to allow that because we have a big aversion I think, in our culture and in our society to experiencing uncomfortable emotions. But they're just a part of our human experience. And when we embrace them more than pushing against them and fighting against them, then they settle so much quicker. Because what I see a lot more of is we bottle up all those things and we get to like the burnout point And people are nervous to experience, like when I talk to them about this process, that i use when i'm processing emotions of like actually feeling them is there's a lot of fear of like if you open that floodgates if you truly process those emotions then like you'll never be able to get them closed again but it's more of like it's like walking around with like a dam and all the water builds up over time behind it and it's all there and so when that dam burst it's like there's like it feels like there's this massive flood, which means water is flooding out of it. And then eventually the water, right? Water levels regulate. And it's not like you have to build the dam back up to stop the rush of mass water because eventually it levels out and regulates. And then you you just have a little bit flowing at a time. And that's more of like when we actually sit down and process and feel our emotions at beginning of doing it, it feels like there's a lot more to feel because it's kind of backed up, but over time becomes less so. And if we allow ourselves to have that full human experience, then we get to experience the other side of it as well. So like we're very uncomfortable with uncomfortable emotions, but when we aren't willing to fully feel those, then we don't get to fully experience the emotions that we do want to experience. So we grow our capacity in both directions and just grow our ability. And that allows us to then go out and do more of what we want to do in the world. If that is helping people, whatever it is. So it's taking that time to recharge when we need it. It's taking that time to not really care about the metrics that are for other people's opinions versus the ones that you truly need and want for yourself and what feels true to you. Because the only thing that matters is that you like your reasons for doing something. Truly all that matters. Because a lot of times, if we choose reasons that we don't like because we don't want to disappoint other people, we just end up disappointing ourselves and to have the control of our experience we can still do things for other people when we want to but that experience is so different if we're doing it because we feel like we have to versus because we're choosing to and that's when we can really assess if this is something that is adding for us or if it's something and feels really nurturing and feels like it's for us versus feels like it's something against us or happening to us all right so that's this week's episode it was a little bit all over the place But just had a lot of different directions I wanted to rant in this time. And I hope that you found it helpful. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you want to learn to trust yourself around food so you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body, I want to invite you to join my coaching program. Come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more.